0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to your Stage Zero Life Sciences second quarter financials call. All lines have been placed on a listen-only mode, and the floor will be open for your questions and comments following the presentation. If you should require assistance throughout the conference, please press star zero to reach a live operator. At this time, it is my pleasure to turn the floor over to Rebecca Greco, Head of Investor Relations. Ma'am, the floor is yours.
1: Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining the Stage Zero Second Quarter 2021 conference call. Joining me today is Stage Zero CEO James Howard Tripp and Pepti Cell Health Clinics Chairman Richard Houston. Please note that management's discussion today will contain forward looking statements about anticipated results and future prospects. Forward looking statements involve a number of risks and uncertainties, and Stage Zero's results may differ materially from those discussed today. Investors should consult the company's ongoing quarterly filings and annual reports for additional information on risks and uncertainties relating to those forward-looking statements. Investors are cautioned not to rely on these forward-looking statements. The company disclaims any obligation to update these forward-looking statements, except as required by law. On today's call, management will refer to non-GAAP-adjusted EBITDA. This metric excludes certain items discussed in our press release under the heading Discussion of Non-GAAP Financial Measures, and any other items that management believes should be excluded when reviewing continuing operations. The reconciliations of Stage Zero's non-GAAP measures to the comparable GAAP measures are available in the financial tables of the Q2 2021 financial results press release on Stage Zero's website. With that introduction, I would like to turn the call over to James Howard Tripp, Stage Zero's Chief Executive Officer. James, please go ahead.
2: Thank you, Rebecca, and hello, everyone. Um, thank you for joining us today. Um, to begin with, I'd like to introduce Richard Houston, who's the chairman of PEP T cell, the parent company for Health Clinics Limited. Richard is to join the Stage Zero Board on Closing. Welcome, Richard. It's a pleasure to work with you and the group. Likewise, Jim. Thank you very much for the introduction. You know, on behalf of all my colleagues in the health clinics, both in the US and UK, we're, we couldn't be more excited to be part of this. So. Thank you once again for all the efforts in making this possible. Back to you. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, and I, I think we share, um, we share the sentiment. I think we've got a very bright future ahead. So now back, um, now back to the quarter. In the second quarter, um, we recorded good year-over-year growth in our testing revenue, mostly COVID-related, amid rising concerns over the new viral variants And we expect that our COVID testing revenues will fluctuate quarter to quarter, but be closer to the Q1 levels on a quarterly basis through the remainder of the year as more businesses, schools, and other organizations reopen, which I will talk more about in a moment. More importantly, on August 16th, we signed the definitive agreement to purchase Health Clinics Limited, which operates our valued partner, Care Oncology. This is truly a watershed event in the history of State Zero and combines two revenue-generating companies that are engaged in the early detection of cancer and other disease states. This will double our employee headcount, make us far more vertically integrated, create unique cross-selling opportunities, enable our broader use of telehealth to reach millions of consumers and employers. We've been putting the necessary managerial and operational pieces in place to ensure that we hit the ground running as we complete this acquisition and that we make the most of the business opportunity ahead of us. Key in this is to now begin to book revenue in the combined entity as we open up the overt Aristotle programs and initiate interventions with the backlog of patients. In terms of synergies and anticipated benefits, it starts with significantly greater scale and access to the marketplace. The COVID-19 pandemic fundamentally changed the way healthcare services are provided, most notably with an enormous shift to health, to telehealth. And we expect that this transformation will be largely permanent. As you may recall, we launched AVERT, a comprehensive telehealth p- program in partnership with Care Oncology to help patients reduce the risk of developing cancer and other chronic diseases through early interventions. The AVERT program provides convenient access to our advanced cancer screening, including, one, Aristotle, a blood test that uses mRNA technology to help detect the signatures of nine specific cancers in women and six cancers in men. Two, colon sentries. A seven-gene blood-based biomarker panel that can stratify patients according to the current relative risk of having colorectal cancer. Three, Prostate Health Index, or PHI, an FDA-approved blood test that can help differentiate prostate cancer from benign conditions in men with elevated PSA. And four, Breast Sentry, which measures the levels of two biomarkers that are highly predictive of a woman's risk of developing breast cancer. Day 0 and care oncology share an understanding of the new model for a successful patient journey. And this journey can't start if the patient isn't aware of the life-changing services we offer. So our focus is on reaching out directly to patients, to employers, their employees, to ensure potential patients are able to make the best choices for their individual health care needs. There are three factors that underpin our strategic approach to the new healthcare environment. One, technology, two, physicians, and three, extensive medical networks. To treat our patients effectively, we need, first and foremost, a strong telehealth platform. Simply put, Care Oncology provides us with that platform, which ensures that we have the right IT infrastructure in place to take full advantage of this important medium. Second, we cannot underestimate the importance of the physician in this equation. The physician guides and helps the patient on their individual journey. If cancer is evident, the physician will refer the patient to a primary care provider or to a specialist for active surveillance or treatment as needed. This leads us to our third strategic factor, medical networks. Care Oncology provides the clinical interventions that are critical to helping patients stay well and avert chronic disease. To succeed in the post-pandemic healthcare space, we also need an extensive network of clinics and physicians, including oncology specialists, nurses, and dietitians, and they all play a critical role in making patients well. Additionally, the acquisition will provide us with the ability to serve some of the largest employees in the country and add multiple new revenue streams including care oncologies, fee-based services, and annual memberships. In sum, we are exactly where we want to be with respect to liquid biopsies, telehealth, and early disease diagnostics, three of the most critical areas in healthcare today. As part of the managerial changes I mentioned, as announced, we've appointed Matthew Pietrus as our new Chief Financial Officer and Chief Operating Officer effective at the end of this month. Matt has an outstanding track record, most recently the VP of Finance at Sovy Biopharma. Matt also comes from Big Pharma, um, comes out of the AstraZeneca, MediMune side, and so actually has extensive large pharma experience as well. Matt, in addition to leading finance function, including oversight of accounting, financial reporting, analysis, and controls, and investor relations. Uh, Matt will lead our operations, including our U.S. lab in Richmond, Virginia, which will become a walk-in clinic offering all of the testing services from COVID to cancer that we provide. Matt is based in Washington, D.C., near the Richmond lab, and we will work directly with him. Hiring a talented, and motivated life sciences executive like Matt another important milestone for us. His accounting, finance, governance, capital raising, and regulatory experience, not to mention his life sciences experience, will be a valuable asset as we advance days here as a commercial stage healthcare solutions company. The addition of the health clinics team is also a huge plus and markedly expands our executive capability um, we will get to introduce these um, over the next short while. Um, I believe some of you have already had interaction with some of them. For example, Dr. Padman um, out of the U.K. Um, and Dr. Charles Meakin, an oncologist um, out of the U.S., um, have both done video clips for us. And um, we will take time to get you more broadly introduced to the team as it works out. But this is an um, absolutely critical piece for us. We not only expand executive capability, but we significantly expand um, our expertise. Together with this, we'll continue to expand our management team and the board of directors. We are moving the board to seven full members. Um, Within this, we will look at increasing our diversity. And we'll do this to build a larger enterprise as we pursue our mission of reducing late-stage disease diagnosis through early detection and delivering personalized health management through telehealth. So turning to um, the COVID testing business, um, this business continues to help strengthen our organization and position us to achieve our broader goals. Um, It has done marvelous things for us. Um, Yes, on a revenue side, that is always very good, but even more importantly, in terms of helping build out our capability as a lab, and particularly um, expanding our expertise within the telehealth um, aspect of the entire mobile astrobotomy network, all of which is critical. As you may recall, early in 2020, we began leveraging our specialty in polymerase chain reaction, or PCR testing, for the early identification of cancer through blood to provide both COVID PCR testing, which uses swabs and salivas as well as antibody testing use blood analysis that we now have included that as well. Thus far, we have generated approximately 6 million from COVID testing, including approximately 3 million in 2021. Given the spread of the new viral variant and the expectation that more people will return to the office and or classroom-based environment in the fall, we expect a more steady testing revenue in the second half of In Q2, um, Rexall, a leading drugstore operator with more than 400 pharmacies across Canada, began offering state zero branded COVID-19 tests at 233 of its pharmacies. The kits are now available in pharmacies across British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario, and are being distributed through our partner, iCall Blood Services. Individual test kits, as well as to use the test kits are available for purchase, and pricing includes the shipping and handling of the test samples. Testing requires an online appointment for specimen collection supervision and guidance on returning samples to the lab, and customers receive their test results within 24 hours after their samples arrive at the lab. We've been very successful with our testing program because we've been flexible in our approach as the pandemic has evolved and as public policies have adopted. We are one of the very few groups out there that actually offer end-to-end solutions. Um, Most labs simply provide testing. We provide solutions. And this is actually beginning to play out very well for us. We will shortly be introducing a program called Border Pass. Um, Border Pass specifically focused on um, the business travelers that move between the US and Canada. There are um, close to a million of these from the Canadian side alone. Um, everyone needs to get tested both sides of the border. It is difficult to, to test one side, travel to the other, find a solution, get back. Um, we have resolved this with a um, combined kit. We are unique in that we are actually the only company that has testing solutions approved on both sides of the border. And um, so look for border paths very shortly. As a result of this, it has allowed us uh, via VFS, which is the largest of the uh, global visa um, group, to link as a formal partner with IATA, the International Air Travel Association, and um, we are initiating travel on their behalf, at this point I should say travel testing on their behalf, and so look for that over the next short while as well. At the end of uh, last week, we inked a deal together with our partner, Finders in the U.S., um, to test Banner Health, um, one of the larger health care groups in the U.S., and um, we will very shortly initiate testing employees in California. In addition to this, um, along the lines of what we've done with Maricopa County, uh, we are talking with additional cities. on The assumption that they do come to fruition, um, we would look for a marked step up in testing as well. So I work through this um, as an indication of why we remain confident that we will continue to see good revenue from COVID as we continue to move throughout the year. I'll move now to um, care oncology, Avert, Aristotle, and the cancer testing. Um, important that we talk to this in a fair degree of detail um, in that, one, it's a very compact deal to put together. It involves three different countries, two, these deals are normally negotiated, and then integration occurs afterwards. So uh, you can see the signature definitive, but truly working together takes some time. We've been very different with that. Um, the deal, even though it's taken longer than we um, initially thought it would, um, has gone through actually very speedy, but much more importantly, um, the companies have been working together literally since the beginning of the year stepping it up markedly in um, the March time period to where as we find the definitive yesterday we are essentially virtually integrated at this point and that allows us to move forward immediately um, which is is just a huge advantage talking about working with some um, healthcare um, clinics um, or sorry health clinics we been talking to them for well over a year. Um, Richard Richard can definitely attest to that. Um, we made the decision that we should work together, and I think the longer that we kept talking, the more um, apparent it became that there was a very real opportunity to look for the sort of one plus one equals three synergies that you get from combining entities. We made that decision in March of this year to do that. Um, the um, health Clinics Group was um, extremely accommodating in working with us in terms of inviting us in. And as we mapped out what the patient journey would be, we mapped out where we would get the best leverage from a revenue generation perspective. We mapped out the patient journeys to make sure that we were comprehensive in this. Cancer is not COVID. You don't go to the drugstore, buy a test, and it's done. Um, When you're looking for cancer, you need a very comprehensive solution around it. It's not only regulatorily required, it's ethically required, and it became important to do that. The other piece that we've talked about very consistently through this is the very significant changes in the marketplace that have occurred as a result of COVID. Um, One will see that if you look at the Q2 results from all of the reporting companies at this point, everyone has been affected and continues to be affected and so our approach to launching innovative programs like Aristotle was to do it together with the Vert, not individually. A, a big surprise for us was when we took Aristotle out was that we started to get a lot of requests for the single test. And so you'll see that we've introduced single test alongside Aristotle as, the, as all of this moves through. We had anticipated a June combination, and um, we were looking to begin booking revenue at that point. And I'll just explain all this. We could have done Aristotle tests individually. We are running Aristotle tests on an ongoing basis. Uh, but it would have been fragmented, and it wouldn't have run within the process. So we would have had a very short-term game, but a whole series of problems to deal with as we moved down the road. We instead took the decision to actually queue the patients up. So we have qualified the patients, we've queued them up, they're sitting in a backlog waiting to begin. And what we did was wait for the actual combination because it drives through. And I'll explain this in just a moment as well. Um, So we ran tests, we set up the promotional campaign, we established the integrated infrastructure, and we can now begin to book consolidated revenue. Our initial approach was um, to build up off of TREAT, and TREAT is what we call uh, the uh, treatment program or the adjunctive treatment program that incorporates the uh, care oncology protocol for critically ill patients with cancer. If you look at um, what we were able to do as we expanded, and you, if you think about it, um, private company, being care oncology public company being stage zero, there's a lot of leverage off of the pieces. And so literally, um, in the traffic into the uh, TREAT program, traffic is up over 1,000% since January. Um, all of this is giving us more um, COC protocol patients. We have leveraged this into a vert, and for example, traffic is up um, on the website over 55% in the last days, sorry, the last 30 days. And as we talk about this, we're not talking about tens of thousands of patients. We're well over 100,000 patients as we drive them through. So we're getting very, very significant traction. Um, As we focused on Aristotle, as I mentioned, we were pleasantly surprised at the demand for the additional tests. We've added all that in as well. And um, we're now at the point um, at which we can leverage it. We've had some interesting um, discoveries along the way For example, with breast entry, um, one of the biomarkers um, is in actual fact or can, in fact, be used to measure apoptosis in cancer. And so we're actually finding an ability to pull the sideways and to actually use it in the treat program. So we get to expand uh, continually as we move on down. We're now about ready to begin taking payment for the overt Aristotle cancer test and um, begin to complete the patient journey. We've built out our um, physical presence in Los Angeles and in Richmond. Um, Richmond um, is going to be important for us. Richmond is a key area in terms of servicing the surrounding area, including, for example, all the way into Washington. We want to have it as a full walk-in lab. Um, People will have noticed that we started introducing COVID tests. This was purely to get it working get it up, get it running, make it work. We're actually seeing continued incremental demand for the COVID testing as people walk in. And um, we will now start to invite them to have the cancer testing as well as we run it through AVERT and we run it through uh, the care oncology site. We're actually extremely pleased about this and we will quite obviously report on revenue uh, as we move out over the next quarter. Financial results, and i will now tuned to a review of them for the second quarter of 2021. On the top line, um, we generated 405000 in revenue compared with 63000 in the year-ago quarter. Um, in line with the higher revenues, the cost of goods sold increased to 119000 compared with 30000 in Q1 in 2020. We reported a total comprehensive gain for the second quarter of 4.3 million, or a gain of 0.05 per diluted share, compared with a comprehensive loss of 273,000, or 0.01 dollars per diluted share, in the second quarter of 2020. This was a result of an increase of 6.6 million, the fair value of conversion to bench and warrant revaluation, offset by an increase of 2 million in general and administrative expenses, plus the cost of goods sold. In Q2 2021, total general and administrative expenses increased by 1400000 million year-over-year. Year. This was primarily due to increases in sales commission, professional fees, and foreign exchange loss. Finance costs for Q2 2021 were 319000 compared with 550000 in the year-ago period. This was primarily due to lower financing activities in the second quarter of 2021 and significantly lower debt levels. As announced last quarter, we presented adjusted EBITDA as a metric to compare our results in an operating basis. Um, we will refer you to the financial statements. Turning to the balance sheet, we closed the second quarter with $4.2 million in cash compared with $6.4 million at the end of Q1 of this. During the quarter, we used 2.4 million from operations, and 0.1 million from financing. We received proceeds of 429,000 from warrant exercise. I will add the comment um, that we have significantly um, stepped up the marketing spend, as it moves out in line with um, why we raised the money in the first place. At the end of 2020, um, we've also fairly markedly expanded operations. All of this um, to deal with the demand for the cancer testing. In summary, um, before we open up the call for questions, um, I'd like to go over our goals for the second half of the year. For the third quarter, we're focused on scaling up and targeting patients and families within the U.S. care oncology network. Um, We've shown very good progress so far. We intend to continue to build on this, uh, particularly our conversion of interest um, to active pages. We're expanding our social media marketing with direct-to-consumer campaigns, Vert and Aristotle in key markets. Um, the ads are actually performing extremely well. The one advantage of being able to work through the quarter with all of this is we've been able to test a variety of different ads. Um, we've focused in on the target demographic. We know what works, we know what doesn't work, and um, we're extremely pleased with the results, as I mentioned earlier. And most importantly, it is completing the integration of Care Oncology's network with the rest of our business. Looking beyond the third quarter, uh, we're targeting to ensure that we have employer programs with innovators and early adopter employer groups before the end of the year. Um, Part of what comes to us with the Care Oncology group is all of their contacts as well, and so we are leveraging those um, right now. Second, we're planning an expanded marketing campaign to target B2B partners, including channel partners, safe self-insured entities in reinsurance. We've also had a number of very interesting approaches from large groups involved in the cancer space to ask if we would work with them. Um, We are actively exploring those. And third, we will use multi-channel marketing to drive national B2B and B2C campaigns. The goal is to capitalize on the strong current trends regarding liquid biopsy and telehealth, and we will continue to execute on our long-term strategy, which includes generating immediate and near-term revenue through COVID testing, um, generating immediate and near-term um, revenue through Aristotle and um, AVERT, managing a complete cancer patient journey from liquid biopsy testing to telehealth and adjunctive treatment, and leveraging our technology to broaden into the intervention of other chronic diseases over time. In closing, I'd like to underscore that we're now in a remarkable period in medical history. In speaking with oncologists and pathologists, we know that most of them have had very little to do during the worst of the pandemic, as patients stayed largely at home. Those same physicians are now seeing a dramatic increase in late-stage cancer patients, for whom treatment options are sadly limited. I'm often reminded of the story, which I believe we have told before, but which came to us through the Care Oncology Protocol. In the course of treatment by one of our oncologists, um, the patient's daughter asked the oncologist, what about me? What about the rest of our family? We share his genes how do we know we're not about to get cancer? The answer, of course, is screen early intervention through our revert program. We can tell you if you have cancer or whether you're at risk. If you are at risk, we can give you a strategy to reduce that risk. That is our focus, and that is what makes the care oncology acquisition so exciting for us. I look forward to updating you on our continued progress in our next conference call. With that, um, Richard and I would be pleased to take questions. Operator, please go ahead.
0: Thank you. The floor is now open for questions. If you do have a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad at this time. If you're using a speakerphone, we ask that while posing your question, you pick up your handset to provide the best sound quality. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have a question or comment, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad at this time
3: Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
0: And as a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to ask a question or have a comment for our speakers, please press star one on your telephone keypad at this time. Again, that's star one if you'd like to queue up for a question.
2: That's okay. I uh, I have a series of questions that have come in Um by email through this. What um, what I will begin to go go through this. Um, so, you know, one of the questions is that there is a, there is revenue from health um, clinics, and um, the question is, are they operate are they a profitable entity or are they operate at a loss? And um, perhaps perhaps I'll begin with this, and then Richard, if you have any comment, maybe maybe ask if you would add. And so um, health clinics divided into two groups, the U.K. and the U.S. Um, Both groups are operating essentially at break-even in terms of where it is. We will obviously um, see some incremental costs as we bring them into us. We, for example, adjusted certain things like income um, just to make it um, commensurate with what our standards are. But I can also report that we're seeing incremental growth from them, um, even just on what we call the COC protocol or TREAT program, that we actually expect to offset this. And then obviously as a bird comes in, a vert, um, it will be fully additive to all of this. So uh, I think, as we mentioned, we expect it to be very positive for us. Richard, anything to add? Yeah, thank you, Jim. I mean, I think the business that we've built, which is just – um, COC at the moment has an annual growth of around 70%, so obviously we've been reinvesting in the business. It's still small, but as most of you all know, that the, the potential size of the market is enormous, and one of the reasons we're excited to be part of Stage Zero now is trying to make sure that we can cover as many potential um, patients as possible in the shortest period of time. That's good I have a, um, another question here about will the care oncology financials be amalgamated into stage zero for two three reporting um, the answer to that is we expect yes um, we've obviously been working through all this with um, with the auditors as, as we go through it. I think as I mentioned um, we have as, as we've gone through the quarter um, we've we've taken the patient so let, let me step back a little bit to explain it a little better. Um, With all of the work that we've been doing, and bearing in mind, as I said, we were expecting to go live with this during the month of June, Uh, what we've done prior to that time is we were beginning to build a list of people that were interested in testing, and we put them into a waiting line. Um, As we've continued to build out through that, that obviously has grown, and it's grown quite considerably. And that is what we begin with immediately. So we can immediately move those people into testing and treatment, take revenue, get it actively done with all of that. I think I mentioned we could have done it piecemeal um, during this time, but it would have meant that we would have been stepping outside of the care oncology platform that we built. We felt that that would not be beneficial to us. And um, to explain part of this, that is not only that we need to deal with the patients that have the, the cancer, but we wanted the patient journey to be fully comprehensive. In addition to that is to remember that if we do it together with care oncology, we, we get to book the revenue from the physician. Visit. We get to book it from the additional testing that's done. We get to book it from the repeat visits, from interactions with the nurses, from all of the pieces that tie in through that. And so if you look at what we've predicated doing the deal on, the deal is predicated on a dollar from stage zero. Let's, let's say it's a vote, not a vote, let's say it's from Aristotle. Um, it is additive in that there is up to another dollar from the care oncology side. So instead of us making a dollar off of testing and just doing a piecemeal, we, we're making two dollars. Um, the other key piece with this is people will look at what competitors are doing in the space is that you need to do it through a comprehensive system such as we built. So we felt it was worth waiting that little bit of extra time in order to get everything correct. We haven't lost the patients. The patients are Um We now get to push them through this system, and it works extremely well. So uh, you know, that obviously means that we're looking for, um, for good I think that is, is important. Um, we also James, we have a
1: question on web uh, for the webcast as well for you. Okay. Just yeah. asking if you to speak a bit to the footprint that we have across the US in terms of our reach and our telehealth reach.
2: Okay, perfect. I sorry, I didn't see that question. So the, the footprint is two things. The footprint is two things. One, we operate through telehealth and so the telehealth allows us to operate across all fifty so that remains in place. Um, however, we've also had requests for the physical aspect. There are certain groups that want to move in and get physically tested. Um, they want they want to be able to get consultation in that fashion. And so that has led us to focus on Los Angeles. Notably, um, we've talked before about doing a lot of work with the Cedar sinai group. Um, so the link as we go back through that. It's also Richmond as we build it out. Um, Part of what's driven this, for example, is we're having people drive in for COVID testing from two hours away, Um, and that is because we provide solutions that the the other groups do not. If they will drive in for COVID testing, they absolutely will drive in for cancer testing. We've tested that, and that's exactly correct. So we expect to build both of those centers out very strongly. Um, We are in discussion with uh, lab groups across the U.S., too, to actually expand that in terms of where, and so we will offer those three options, Um a full 50-state um, mobile testing via telehealth, um, an ability to walk into two of our key centers, Los Angeles and Richmond, and then as we expand the lab piece, obviously, we would look to have a lab network um, across the U.S. for those people that prefer to walk to a lab to get their blood drawn rather than have the mobile phlebotomist. So, all of those pieces operate down. Okay, and um, I have one one further question, um, which was about the new US listing, and I think everyone has seen the, uh, the new listing. In terms of that, we will go live on OTCQB in the next short while. Um, we have timed this together with that coming on board so that we can manage all of the pieces that we take it through. Um, If you look at investor conferences, you'll see we've been invited to speak at a um, good number of investor conferences, and so we begin to expand our footprint out through all of that. Okay, Um, operator, if there's one last question, we'll take that. Otherwise, um, we'll call it today.
0: One last reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to queue up for a question over the phone, you may press star 1 on your telephone keypad at this time.
1: James, we have one more on the webcast, asking whether we have uh, any concerns about our positioning as, um, as it relates to GRAIL. Maybe you want to speak to just how we're sort of uh, not exactly in direct competition.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, that's actually a good question. Um, we're, we're actually supporters of um, competition. It's, it's a brand new area. Um, it needs considerable muscle into the marketplace to take it out. If you look at the projected size of the market, many, many billions, um, obviously there's more than enough room for multiple players in this. And so we actually we actually welcome that. We think it's really important. Um, one needs to remember what we're all trying to do here, which is that we're trying to turn cancer diagnosis on a test. And so by turning it on at head, it's finding it early, it's intervening early, it's providing all of those outcomes and running through it. You will find as we expand out over time too, with the vert isn't just cancer, it's broader than that, it's inflammatory diseases. and so we will work with those two. We start with cancer, but we expand out. So I think that's there. The other key difference with this and that we often talk to is um, is, is one, um, our technology is proven. Um, you've got to look at what we did with Colon Sentry as we built it out, 100,000 commercial patients. It's all of that. We've been out there for about 20 years. We know the technology works. We've demonstrated it. We now have Aristotle with high sensitivity and specificity across the 10, 11 cancers we now take out, and uh, we're working to expand those as. as So it's right. Um, when, when you go to the other technologies, the other technologies um, are heavily reliant on circulating tumor cells. Um, circulating tumor cells have to be present in the sample that you're looking at, so it's, it, it, it's a little less defined. In addition to that, um, there are obviously, with early cancer detection or early cancers, there are fewer tumor cells. The tumors are smaller. There are fewer tumors. If you look at the results that are out in the marketplace, you'll find that their tests tend to be better in later-stage cancers than in early for the reasons that I've just talked about. We're the opposite. Um, We're actually better at early stage than we are at late, and we've deliberately biased it in that touch. So um, we will get a lot more publications out, a lot more noise out. um, Partner care oncology to publishing on the work that they've done and so um expect to see a lot more robust, a lot, lot more high-profile scientific presence from us. So hopefully that answers it. So um, I think, operator, with that, we'll wrap the call up.
0: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude today's teleconference. We thank you again for your participation. You may disconnect your lines at this time and have a great day.